Nicholas Gruen, you're giving a talk this week entitled Skimming the Surface or Plumbing the Depths. Who are you giving it to and what's it about? Um, I'm giving it to the Australian Marketing and Social Research Conference. And uh, I think they're pretty interested in some of the work I've done or some of the uh, arguments I've been making for an evaluator general in government and generally promoting evidence-based practice. Uh, and I wanted to talk to them. Uh, so, so people who do market research uh, often have focus groups and things like that. And the title I gave it, which is Skimming the Surface or Plumbing the Depths, refers to something which is sort of... Um, I've been ruminating on for some time, which is that uh, the way our systems work, um, I guess this, yeah, this is kind of what you expect, I suppose. The way our systems work, everyone in the systems want to, wants to get on with, uh, with, with uh, what's going to reward them. That tends to produce a rather superficial approach. Let me give you an example. Um, when people ask me, well, people often ask, uh, me about my views about interest rates. And the question that seems to me to be the most important is should the Reserve Bank move interest rates up or down? And um, I think the, the, and the, but, but the question that people spend their time talking about is will the Reserve Bank move interest rates up or down? Now you can see the difference and you can see how in an economy where it really matters whether you can guess what the central bank is going to do uh, on the relevant Tuesday of each month, you, you, you're going to be much more <laughs> profitable if you can predict what the, what the Reserve Bank will do. And so the more important question of what the Reserve Bank should do somehow becomes much less interesting to all those people having business lunches than what will happen. And so my talk is going to uh, talk about that phenomenon, and it's going to talk about that phenomenon in a couple of areas. One is focus group research, and the other is the evaluator general or the way in which we pursue evidence-based policy in uh, government, but also, also in business. Well, how is an evaluator general better than focus group research? Um, well, uh, let me let me divide those two things up. I was contrasting focus group research with what I call deliberative focus groups, um, which is a sort of an idea I've kind of invented um, in response to this point about can we stop skimming the surface and start plumbing the depths, and then we can maybe talk about um, some of the things to do with about the evaluator general. Now, when a political party or a or a retailing firm, or a, or a big firm with some government affairs concerns, uh, some public relations concerns, when they commission a focus group, uh, what they're usually trying to do, they're trying to do something which is in some ways a little bit creepy. Um, you can say they're just trying to tap into the sent public sentiment, and that's true, but they're also trying to find ways of expressing themselves which tap into the way people are thinking, even though the uh, particular participant might not be thinking that way. So, for instance, when John Howard won 
the 1996 election by saying that uh, the Australian economy had only experienced five minutes of economic sunshine un under Paul Keating. I think he heard that. I, I don't think that does come from a focus group. It may. It, it, I think it was tested in focus groups. And uh, I think somebody, it may have been John Howard, heard that expression. Somebody said that to him and off he went and it became a great line for him. Um, now, that's all done with manipulative intent. And we've seen how powerful that can be in uh, the UK. Uh, we've had uh, this slogan, taking back control. And so things um, things can be made to appeal very, to, to have a lot of resonance with people by echoing the way they're thinking. Um, and that's kind of what you would expect people, political operatives, people who are trying to market stuff. That's kind of what you would expect. Now, let's ask a different question, which is that policy is full of all sorts of difficult choices. What a focus group isn't telling, it's telling you great lines, if that's what you go looking for. What it's not telling you is people's persuadability. So a focus group is very rarely held um, about, which is trying to really take people through a process of deliberation and a process of um, uh, thinking where they might say to say British people about Brexit, um, uh, do you really support, you know, you like this idea of taking back control. Do you support uh, a no deal Brexit? If you don't, you're not in a very strong position to negotiate with the EU anyway. Uh, and so to take people through these difficult choices and, and, in a way, democracy is supposed to do that, but it actually doesn't do that because what you've got is you've got two major parties, each with their own focus groups, each coming up with these slogans and the the upshot where people would give ground, where people would find compromise with each other, that's all invisible to the system uh, because we are skimming the surface, not plumbing the depths. So in the case of an evaluator general, we don't lack we don't lack data and we don't lack evidence on all kinds of policies what we do lack is causal data what we do lack is data that really gives us insight into what's going on and how we can improve things so let me let me take you through the logic there take any a um take a uh, a program like Job Active, which is a kind of new Orwellian, it's not that new, but it's the Orwellian term for the old Commonwealth Employment Service, where the government spends several billion dollars a year uh, in services helping people find jobs. Now, that system, which is largely contracted out, will have all kinds of KPIs, all kinds of key performance indicators, all kinds of data is generated, how many people were seen, how many of those people were counselled, uh, how many introductions were made, and when they got jobs or if they got jobs and so on. So there's no, there's no lack of data, there's no lack of evidence. But the data is fairly, is fairly, is, is skimming the surface. The, the data is often fairly self-serving and, and, and exists really to provide information about this little bubble in which the program operates. The most fundamental questions 
the most fundamental questions you want to ask generally the causal questions questions about how would the uh, you know would it be worth changing this or changing that the the data you need there is causal data you need some idea of what would have happened if you didn't do what you did and that data is not generated and my suspicion i mean there's a fair bit of evidence that people have gleaned from here and there that an awful lot of these or lot an awful lot of this money doesn't really achieve very much it's going through the motions because the people who are going to get jobs are going to get jobs uh, and the people who are not going to get jobs it's very difficult to help those people uh, now I'm not that that's not me uh, saying we should we should end all expenditure on that program it's me saying the program is 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 a program which is there to look like people care and look like people are doing something. It's not a program which is generating the evidence that would be necessary if it was to constantly improve its efficacy, constantly improve its effectiveness in doing what it's supposed to be doing there. And uh, that's just one example of the way in which if we act uh, the, the way in which we should be trying to build a system in which when governments do something a an independent means is found of measuring what they're doing and trying to measure that important counterfactual question what would have happened if we didn't do that or what would happen if we found a better way to do that uh, and so on and so forth. And if we did that, we might find that we could really, over a period of time, which would which would be longer than a single electoral cycle, sadly, over a period of five years, ten years, fifteen years, twenty years, we might find that we could really substantially improve the kinds of services we provide, and actually uh, start to solve some of these problems that most of us think are kind of intractable, like multi-generational welfare uh, and, and entrenched disadvantage. And indeed, it could apply just as much to business. And as you say, the evaluator general would evaluate it from the evidence and look forward as to what would happen if you didn't have that, as opposed to the self-serving stuff that comes out of focus groups. And Nicholas Gruen, that's fascinating. And uh, thank you very much for your time. Thanks very much, Leon.